0: Hello, everybody. I am your host, Michael Lombardo. Welcome to Awaken podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with me here today. I'm going to start off with a scripture like I always do that will really um, show you guys the the central theme of where we're going here today. And so John chapter 10 verses four through five. And it goes like this. And I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. I love the Passion Translation. This is John 10, verses 4 through 5. If you want to just check out the Passion Translation, you can go to BibleGateway.com and they'll, you'll be able to tap into it there. It goes like this. And when he has brought out all his sheep, this is Jesus talking, and he walks ahead of them and they will follow him for they are familiar with his voice. They will run away from strangers and they will never follow them because they know it's the voice of a stranger. So this is Jesus here talking about his sheep, his children, saying that when he brings all of his sheep to himself, they will follow him and they will recognize his voice. They will be familiar with his voice and they will not run after the voice of a stranger and they will not follow the voice of a stranger because they know the voice of their shepherd. And I just really feel like this encompasses where we're going here today because as a child of God, we have a relationship with our Heavenly Father because of Jesus Christ, what He has done for us is finished work and the Holy Spirit lives in us. We have this connection with the living God and for us to say that we're children of God, that we're friends of God, that we have a relationship with God, that is saying that we could hear Him, that we could feel His presence, that He's not, Jesus isn't just dead in a grave somewhere, but He's alive and He's at the right hand of the Father and He still speaks. He's the same today, yesterday and forever. And so, As children of God saying that we walk with him, we know him, we have a relationship with him. It's to say that we can discern his voice. We could hear the voice of God and to many that sounds strange and many don't understand it Believers all over the world struggle with this very topic And so that's why I feel like it is pivotal that we get into this today And so I have my guest on he's a dear friend of mine. I believe in him and his ministry His name is dr. Hakeem Collins. He is an empowerment specialist He's a respected prophetic voice a revolutionary thinker a life coach and a sought-after leader He is known for his prophetic gifting um, and for many books that he has written, he has auth- authored several books, including his bestselling book, um, Heaven Declares and Command Your Healing. Um, he's also featured on many television programs. You've probably seen him on Sid Roth at Supernatural, The Word Network, God TV, Elijah Streams, always releasing prophetic words with Elijah and Charisma Magazine. And so he also has got a podcast as well on the Charisma Podcast Network called Prophetic Breakthrough. And so I know he'll share a little bit with that with you as well. But Hakeem, thank you for joining me today.
1: Hey, Michael, it's an awesome and a privilege to be with you again, my friend, and um, I'm excited about what God is doing in this season.
0: Amen. Amen, bro. So thank you so much, bro, for joining me. I know you got uh, a book that released a few, well, you're always pumping out books, all right, which I love about you, man, because you're a scribe. You have that anointing on your life where the Lord puts a message on your heart, and you faithfully write it, and you're releasing books all the time, but you released a book with Destiny Image called 101 Prophetic Ways God Speaks. Hearing God is Easier Than You Think. I love that title. Um, I read your book, bro. It is amazing. It's got so much revelation and knowledge. I believe believers will be transformed by and benefit from if they read your book. But before we get into this topic today of hearing God, because it's so important that we get into this, before we get into this topic today, man, there's some people that may be very familiar with your ministry or maybe they know this is is their first time hearing from you. Can you tell them a little bit about yourself, man, your story, your background?
1: Sure. Yes. Very briefly, we'll give you a brief uh... Portion of it is that um, I was raised in a non Christian uh, family. My father was a Muslim. My mother was not a believer at the time. And so I was raised in a an environment that was poverty stricken uh, drugs, uh, prostitution, violence was the culture. And so being very young at the time, I really didn't have a model that was able to direct me or a guide to direct me yeah. um, in the right path. And basically, It was through my grandmother who actually brought me into the faith and Christianity, and so she wanted me to be a part of a Baptist church, which is my foundation. And my pastor at the time, being at seven years old, um, was a blind man, and uh, he was an awesome man of God. And during that time, I just started having supernatural, sovereign encounters, Michael, where um, it was not something that I initiated. I didn't even have no language for what was happening to me. And here's the interesting part. I wasn't even saved at the time. I'm having these prophetic sovereign <laughs> encounters where I yeah. saw an angel standing behind my pastor. And from that encounter, I gave my life to the Lord. Of course, through the preaching of the message of, of, of Jesus that my pastor was preaching and um, gave my life to the Lord. And basically there was a seek in my heart for more of God more of those type of encounters, you know, as a child, you want more of that. And so basically that was my passion, my desire to seek more of, of course, Jesus, but also to have those type of encounters. And now this is a Baptist church that didn't believe in really more so at that time, um, cause it's progressive, but sure. they didn't really believe in more so of the prophets, the prophetic ministry, um, you know, the, the those supernatural things. But mm-hmm. for me, God has a sense of humor and brought me into those encounters. And I wanted more. And basically, I gave my life to the Lord, was baptized, and I wanted more. And basically, I read this book from a pastor who was basically saying, there is more, and you can uh, speak in tongues. You can operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, there was a seek for that, and I, I pursued it. And right after reading that book, there was a prayer in the back of it, a prayer starter, basically, read this prayer open your mouth and God will fill you with his uh, words. And I did exactly what that, that book said and God filled me with the gift of, uh, of the, you know, speaking in tongues. And from there, it just took off. And I would say my life, my life went through a turn. I wasn't proud of because again, I became kind of a byproduct of my environment. Sure. So I started mm-hmm. operating in some gang activities, some things that wasn't you know right. And, um, I ended up getting locked up, Michael, and at the age of uh, 19 i got locked up me and my brother because i have a twin brother for those who do not know me i have a twin brother and uh, we both were arrested and that was really the turning point i would say for my life because i always knew there was a call on my life i always knew there was something there because the lord spoke to me i would have certain visions and encounters and all those things that i would speak about concerning the book but also he just gave an ultimatum. He said, basically said, choose this day who you will serve. I called you to a prophetic ministry, not a prison ministry. And um, from there, <laughs> I gave my yes to the Lord. Oh, yeah. And um, maybe 10 minutes later, they released me. So my release was in my yes. My release was in my obedience and submitting to what God had said. And, um, and it was my defining moment, I would call it. And from there, I didn't look back and God from there just opened doors for me to preach. Uh, again, I was, you know, I was still in the Baptist church and I was having doors open up for me to preach the message of the, of the gospel of the kingdom. And so that's basically what happened. I didn't look back and I started fulfilling my prophetic call. Um, and I knew that there was a prophetic ministry on the inside of me. And, um, from there I never stopped. And so that's where I am today. Uh, I never looked back and, um, I'm excited about what guys are doing. I'm traveling all across the country. Be traveling um to uh, London and Africa and different uh, Canada and Mexico very soon. So it's just the nations will open up and I'm I'm excited about that.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And so a lot of people, when they experience God, or let's just say they believe, they grew up a believer, um, they grew up in church, they heard about the Lord, You know, they believe what the, what the Word of God says, and they try their best to obey the Lord and everything like that, but they don't necessarily have a lifestyle where they're hearing from God in a tangible sense or feeling His presence, or maybe they weren't trained in this, or it wasn't the uh, Christian culture that they grew up in, so they have no grid for the supernatural and gifts of the Spirit and visions and dreams and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so I know that there's people that are listening to this that are probably longing for more, like maybe they've had a taste, but they want a full blown drink, you know, they want to, they want to walk in it and everything. And I know, you know, for you, you encountered that right from the beginning. You know, some people as well, like, like myself, you know, when I, when I got saved, it was my eyes immediately opened. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I had dry moments, of course, but when I would run to the Lord and I would read his word, he would speak to me through his word and I would hear God's voice through family members and friends and my pastor would say things and I knew it was the Lord speaking to me through the mouth of my pastor and I would see things in the natural, random things, you know, and I knew that God was speaking to me even through the elements and through nature and God was just connecting with me through anything, anyone and anything, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but like my heart, but I was hungry, you know, and I was seeking after him and he was answering me. and so in your book 101 prophetic ways it sounds like a lot of ways 101 prophetic ways but there's 101 small chapters where you break down different ways that god speaks to us as believers and this is something i want to i want to get into here because one thing i hear believers say on a regular basis is well how do i discern god's voice is it is it me is it my thoughts was that was that god do I need 15 confirmations if that was God, you know, or maybe it was the devil, <laughs> you know, maybe it was, you know, darkness <laughs> or whatever, because, you know, so, you know, they felt like, uh, the Lord maybe told them to give a thousand dollars in the offering plate. And they're like, no, nah, that has gotta be the devil, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and so what are your, what are your thoughts about that? Cause I know you dive into the book, I think in the first or second chapter talking about discerning the voice of God. I'd love to hear more about that.
1: Yeah. The first chapter is talking about the power of discernment. And um, in Psalms 119, verse 25, 125, verse 20, 25, it says, I am your servant, this is David speaking, give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. And so God desires for us to know his voice, to distinguish his voice, and to examine and to know his language, you know, and that was my pursuit. Even my premise of writing this book was really to start off there, because we have three different types of voices. And we have to filter through. And one will be, of course, the voice of God. Number two will be our human spirit, our own voice. And then lastly will be the voice of the enemy. And so oftentimes we can uh, try to, even our own voice, it can also also sound like it's God. Um, I always say oftentimes a good idea may not be a God idea. It may be mm -hmm. good, but it might not be God's plan or purpose. And so we have to... That's, that is really the frustrating part is trying to dis- distinguish between the three. I think as we begin to draw more to God and read His Word and, and, and study His Word and read, you know just, just devote ourselves to Him, we will begin to find that it's easier than we think, that the voice of God is not hard, it's not complicated. And mm-hmm. so I believe that that's my point, is to teach people and to show them, even giving them my own examples and my own life stories, of how the voice of god is easy and so discerning his voice is very very key and so i'm I'm thinking about when you think about discernment discernment is the ability to properly distinguish or discriminate it's also meaning to examine and so i think that we have to know his voice in order to know his ways and we know his ways then we'll know his will and then that's where we'll be able to uh, fulfill our purpose and destiny and so that's why i thought out with the power of discernment because it will help believers to understand that god desires for to not only communicate but also to be obeyed and mm-hmm. also that we'll be able to fulfill what he desires for us to fill in the earth and so discernment is key you know and we have to make sure that we know our voice the voice of god or the voice of the enemy and so the enemy can you know tempt us the enemy can feed those those personal appetites and again if we if we yield to it, then we may move in a different direction. But I believe that God wants us to know His voice and discern His voice, and it and to also know that it's easy to hear.
0: Oh, absolutely! And I feel like over time, developing a relationship with the Lord, getting in His Word, spending time in worship, spending time in His presence, you begin to uh, develop that understanding of how God speaks. You begin to learn His voice, so that when a voice of a stranger does come in, or maybe it's just our anxious thoughts. You know, in life, that we'll be able to say, you know what? That's not God. It's not accompanied by peace, or no, that's yes. that's not God because that's not scriptural. That's not biblical. And you know, I feel like we're all we're all on this journey of discerning the voice of God. And just because you don't get it overnight, doesn't mean you won't get it. It's a it's a it's a walk of faith. It's a life. It's a journey with the Lord. And so well, I remember when I first got saved. You know, even even beforehand, I was having a lot of um, demonic attacks at nighttime. You know, dark dreams. I'd wake up. I'd I'd have a, a paralysis with fear, and I would see. Things in my room and I would always say the name of Jesus and and rebuke it and it would go. And this was as an unbeliever, I'd be rebuking darkness and saying the name of Jesus because my mother taught me if you're ever scared or if anything happened, you always say the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. So even as an unbeliever, I believed in God, but I wasn't following Jesus. Even then the name of Jesus was was powerful um, and, and dispelling darkness. But when I got saved, It actually got worse. The devil was very unhappy with my life and my surrender Mm -hmm. and the fact that he didn't have his grips on me anymore. And so it actually increased for a short season. And I remember I learned every authority scripture that was in the Bible. You tread upon snakes and scorpions over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall defeat you or injure you. And, uh, you know, those who are born again, that the evil one cannot touch. And I memorized all these scriptures. And before I went to bed, I'd be confessing the word of God. I'd be speaking the word of God. And I remember, you know, sometimes nothing would happen. I'd go to sleep, wake up the next morning. Everything was great. And other times I would still get attacked at night and I would wake up uh-huh. and I would get these, this, this, but this, uh, thoughts would just bombard my mind of like, see, like your prayers don't matter. Like, wh- like where was God, you know, you, you, you prayed and then it still happened and it would, uh-huh. it would put me in depression and, uh, you know, like just being like, God, what's the deal? Questioning God doubt and, and fear and depression. And then I realized I was like, that's not my voice. That's the, that's the enemy. That's darkness trying to get me to (laughs) doubt God and his faithfulness. So then I had to learn, you know, as an immature believer, as, as a baby Christian, I had to learn how to strengthen my spirit, how to rise above, how to speak the word of God, how to trust and and rely and cling to the word of God, even when my mind and my feelings were saying something opposite. And so even in that moment, like it was the Holy spirit that gave me that revelation that it wasn't his voice. It wasn't my voice, but it was a voice of the enemy. And so You know, but then over time, it becomes more natural to be able to discern these things that, you know, the closer you get with the Lord.
1: Yes, I totally agree, Michael. It's just like a a baby, you know, getting familiar with their parents' voice. You know, um, it's it's oftentimes, it's, it's, it's it's a process. And I think that the frustrating part is when we get saved, we want to know his voice even immediately. But it's that same voice that drew you to him. It's still that same voice over time. It just as you mature and as you develop even more your spiritual senses come into your identity, come into your purpose, and God, of course, will give you revelation and understanding of that, it will become more easier that you'll be able to see that He doesn't just speak one or two or three ways, but it's, it's many methods and many ways that God will use to get our attention. You know, and so I in this book I outline 101 prophetic ways, and the, and someone may say, well, why 101? And then why you use the word prophetic? Well, I use 101 because even when you were in school, those were in college and so forth. You had like English 101, yeah, or you yeah. had Spanish 101, or biology 101, and it's just for me, I wanted to just present a book or a content that gives you more of a foundational, a beginner's guide. Uh, you know a one-on-one, you know, mm-hmm. just to help people to understand that God speaks prophetically. Maybe we all may not be prophets, but as children of God, we all are to be able to know the voice of our Father Abba. And through it's, it's through the lens of love, and it's through the lens of commitment and relationship, you know. And so I believe that there there is many prophetic ways God speaks. It's just like God speaks through movies. You know, I can be mm-hmm. in a movie theater and God will just do just a message that will get my attention yeah mm-hmm. uh you know if i've been praying for something michael and i need confirmation and you know it's not that i'm pleasing god but sometimes we need to ask god show me a sign show me that you are hearing me you know and then god will give and send two or three confirmations you know he might give an answer to a license plate or a billboard god speaks in various ways and i think my job is to cause us not to limit the ways that God wants to speak to his children. You Absolutely. know, um, it's just like a love relationship with a couple. You know, you know how to communicate without even verbalizing some things. I'm also a twin, right? <laughs> so oftentimes <laughs> I know how to speak to my brother and communicate through body language, nonverbal, and he knows what I'm saying and I know what he saying. You know, it's that that comes over time. That comes with the process. And that comes with relationship and knowing who, you know, in relationship, knowing the person and and how they speak. And so the Father is the same way. He is a relational God. It's not religion. It's relationship. And I think I want to just kind of remove those blinders and those blockers and those myths that says, you know, God is not speaking today or he's not uh, communicating through the prophets today. I believe that God will always speak. He sent the Holy Spirit to assist us, to help us, to become the advocate and the consultant and the helper, of course, and to bring us into all truth. And so I feel like this is just a season where God is making his voice and his ways even more amplified like never before.
0: I love how you were talking about God speaks through anything, literally movies, license plates, all these different, you know, you're mentioning like if you have ears to hear you will hear what the Spirit is saying. Like, honestly, I just feel like a seeking heart gets answers. You know, someone who knocks on the door, the Lord opens up the door to them, you know? And so I just feel like if you're seeking heart, if you're truly looking for the Lord in your day-to-day life, you will see Him speaking through people, through avenues and different things. Just like when I first got saved, you know, I I didn't go to college before I got saved at, mm, I was almost 20 years old and I didn't go to college I was working with my father because, um, I didn't want to waste money in school. Cause I just didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I knew that I was going to drink and smoke my way through college and not, you know, and just have a bunch of college bills that I didn't want to deal with. And so I didn't go to college, mm-hmm. but when I got saved, there was a ministry call in my life. The Lord spoke to me very clearly and I was wondering, well, what do I do from here? And then my sister gave me my first worship album. It was from Christ for the nation's Institute. And it was with Rick Pino and Carrie Job and Klaus Kahn. And so it was prophetic, it was spontaneous, and it was anointed. And I remember just crying like a baby, just, just getting in the presence of the Lord. And, and, and God used that album to really minister to me and carry me in my first season as a believer. And I saw Institute on it, Christ for the Nations Institute. And I began to think about it. And then everywhere I went, it was like Dallas. I saw Dallas. I saw uh, Texas license plates. I was, at the, I was at a bagel shop, and they were talking about stuff that was going on in Texas. And then I went to church, and there was an, uh-huh. Ital- an Italian. Italian kid. I'm you know, I'm Italian, I grew up Italian, and there was an Italian guy like from Italy who came from Christ for the Nations to do worship at our church. That has never happened before. No one from Christ for the Nations has ever been in our church before that or after. There was just all these signs in the natural and because I was so hungry and uh, my eyes were open, I wanted to see him. He began to speak to me through his different avenues. Same way yeah. when I same way when I felt called to go to Mozambique, Africa to serve with Heidi, God spoke to me first through a message, a sermon from Heidi Baker, and I knew I was supposed to be in Africa, but then everywhere I went, you know, an African guy from Ghana invited me over to a party at his house where all of his friends from Ghana were going to be there, and someone was wearing a shirt with Africa on it, and every time I read a book, they were talking about Africa. You know, it was just all these different things just pointing (laughs) in the direction. I call him like God winks. He's just winking at you like, see, I'm leading you, I'm in your life, I'm present, I'm always guiding you. You know, and some people might think that's crazy, but he is... Uh, We live and move and have our being in him. He is so with us and he wants to speak to us more than we want to hear his voice. And, you know, I just feel like, man, he feeds the hungry. He feeds the hungry. And this is something that uh, this is something that I feel like you could touch on, too, man. We are in a society with so many distractions and you talk in your book about getting still with God about spending time with him and getting still learning how to be still and to hear the still small voice of the Lord. But there's so many distractions in our society, man, with our phones and everything. And there's nothing wrong with that. I got an iPhone. I watch Netflix. You know, know, I'm not, you know, but there's this learning how to still yourself. I would love for you to talk about that, man.
1: Yeah, that's, that's so um, important is to be still before him. The Bible says to be still and know that he is God. And I believe that our encounters to know is really to have an encounter. When you look up the scripture and the Hebrew word uh, to know is really to have an encounter, to experience. Mm-hmm. And so, I believe in in our stillness that God reveals Himself even the more. I'm reminded of even in the scriptures in First King, and it talks about the still small voice of God. And and with all the noise and all of the debris and all the distraction and all of our you know with our busy lives, God wants us to come away with Him and experience God. And I believe, like even Samuel had to experience something very powerful. And it was basically in First Kings when it talks about the still, small voice of God. And Samuel, being young at the time, he didn't even know God. He was a priest being raised up by Eli, and he was ministering before the Ark of God. He was just, you know, doing his priestly duties. And one day God interrupted his season, interrupted his life, and God wanted to do something very personal. And I believe this is what God is going to do with many people in this season that are really struggling to hear his voice. They're going to be this this, this defining moment where God is going to reveal himself to you. Even in the midst of what you may be doing, God is going to reveal himself. And so Samuel heard the voice of God, ironically, through Eli because Eli was his authority figure. Eli was his guardian. Eli was the one that was helping him and rearing him in the priestlyhood. And so my point is that God was speaking prophetically, but God just borrowed the voice of Eli. And so when God is speaking to us, even in the beginning stages, you know, God would use someone that you are, in, you know, or someone or figure that you are in authority. Uh, In other words, for me, when I heard the voice of God at seven years old, God spoke to me through my voice of my uh, my mother. And mm-hmm. I didn't even know yeah. it was God. It was the voice of my mother, but God just borrowed her voice. And so when I was answering my mother, she wasn't there. And so I'm like, wait a minute, wh- wh- what's happening? It was God. And so my point is the same encounter that Samuel had, I had. And so God still works in that way this in this season. And so God wants to reveal himself, and so the still, small voice is, is, is God is speaking through uh, people where he will begin to reveal himself. So, In other words, when Elijah went through uh, this depression stage, in other words, he was always familiar with God speaking through the earthquake, speaking through the fire, yeah. mm-hmm. speaking through, you know, those external things, and God said, no, 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 I'm doing something different this time. I'm going to speak uh, in a still, small voice. And oftentimes we just box God in in one way or one method. And God said, no, 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 no. I'm not speaking in the earthquake. I'm not speaking through the fire. What you are used to, Elijah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak in a still, small voice. It's going to be that inner voice. It's going to be that audible voice. It's going to be that voice that you may not be familiar with, but it's still me. And so we have to, in other words, we have to break away of just thinking that God only speaks two or three ways. And so that's why I wrote Mm -hmm. this book, 101 Prophetic Ways God Speaks. His voice, hearing his voice is easier easier than we think because God speaks in various ways.
0: Yeah, and so, but also to hear a still small voice. We're talking about God, God does speak. Like you're talking about Elijah, you're talking about Samuel. You're talking about all these biblical scenarios where God spoke to his people in, in just an audible voice or a still small voice when they were in his presence or when they were, you know, struggling or wrestling with things. And so, but like to, in, in this day and age right now, with all the distractions that we have, with immediate access to every bit of knowledge or entertainment you could possibly have on your phone, with the busyness, with the lifestyle, with the families, with the responsibilities, like to hear a still small voice, you have to quiet yourself, right? We have to, yes. we have to quiet ourselves in the, in the presence of God. And I feel like that it gets, it's getting harder and harder. And I feel like there's seasons that I'm good at it and seasons that I'm not good at it. But when I, when I started my walk with the Lord, um, and I began to develop my sense of hearing him and, you know, sensing his presence and it was in the beginning stages of knowing him, I was just so hungry and I'm still hungry, but I mean, I'm just talking about this instance where I was in my bed this is when I first started to see, you know, visions and God would speak to me, not just through words, but through visions. I was in my, I was on my bed and I was laying down. It was right before I went to bed, but I was just so in love that before I went to bed, I just turned my attention. I turned my affection over to the Lord and I closed my eyes. And you know, when you close your eyes, you see that black space. And I was just yes. meditating on the word and I was meditating on his nearness and who he is and what he's done in my life. And then in that moment, I began to see pictures begin to open up before me. And um, there was um, with those pictures came like this um, revelation, knowledge of my spirit, like this knowing of what he's trying Mm -hmm. to show me. And it happened when I was in my bed, taking a moment to turn my heart, my mind, my attention over to him. And that's when I began to develop even more my sense of being able to hear the voice of God. And I went through a season where, you know, I was always speaking in tongues, you know, declaring the scriptures, worshiping, praising. I was always very vocal in my prayer life for for the first few years of being saved. I spent very little time just being quiet before the Lord. And then God spoke to me prophetically several times about rest. And I had no clue what that meant. And I'm not going to go into all the details now because it's a long story, but I had to learn how to quiet myself. He literally wanted me to say nothing in his presence. And it became my favorite way to pray because I would literally feel energized and revitalized by his presence as I would just sit there and meditate upon him. And it, it developed my sense of being able to hear him. I just feel like so many Christians, there's like a lost art in, in our prayer life of being still, especially nowadays.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and it's just that place of stillness and that place of quietness where God, again, will reveal himself. And I believe if we are still before him, he reveals himself. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that Samuel was still before him. And then God, he was able to hear the audible voice of God, but God borrowed Eli's voice. I think mm-hmm. oftentimes, even in prayer, Michael, we we, we have our petitions, we have our requests, we always are talking sometimes. And mm-hmm. sometimes we just forget to just be quiet and wait for God's response. And yeah. how can, you know, can you imagine me and you speaking at the same time? It's going to be really hard to understand each other, you know, but if we can just yield ourselves, and yes, we can pray and communicate with God, but at the end of the day, we have to make sure we quiet ourselves to uh, to his response. And that's that's the key. It's being quiet and instilled still so that God can speak.
0: Yeah, you talk about in your book visions, and I know you're you're very prophetic. I know you're a prophet and God uses you in that way, and there's very, and there's many different ways to hear from God as a prophetic person. But like when it comes to vision specifically, the way I began to develop that in my life was just literally being attentive and quieting myself and just using the eyes of my heart. You know, God gave us an imagination and imagination isn't demonic. It's not evil. God created us in his image and likeness. He gave us an imagination. Yes, the devil uses that and gives us perverted and false imaginations, but our imagination is holy and it's meant to be used for God's purposes. And so I I began to tap into that through stillness and through abiding and through intimacy with the Lord. And so but like as a prophetic person, how did you begin to develop hearing God's voice? Was it through quieting yourself? Did you begin to get prophetic utterances and, and visions? Just, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how I was able to train my, my prophetic senses. You know, we all have natural five senses and we also, even in the spirit, have that as well. And um and so when you speak of vision, that was one of the ways that I was able to exercise and was able to activate um, a place of stillness and waiting on God, and then when I was able to do that, um, I started really. And I want I want to use this word visualization, but also, um, and you can it, you know you've got to be very careful with that because it can tap into some new age stuff. But really, it's really my my core and my premise is always the Bible, the Word of God. Is it in the Scripture, and if it's in the Scripture, then I have access to that through the Holy Spirit. And so, visions was something that I was trying to really pursue. And really having again a, an encounter with God through those external things, but then the Lord began to show me do meditation that and just still in my you know being quiet and still and like you, I have my eyes closed. The Lord start taking me into like more of a mental pictures, yeah. um, mental visions. Like uh, it will be like snapshots, or it will be kind of like you know real quick uh, glimpses of things. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, if you're faithful over a few things, He'll make you ruler over many things. And I think sometimes we want the big visuals, the oh, open yeah. eye mm-hmm. visions. We want the, you know, uh, Angel Gabriel to come and show us things <laughs> and, and, yeah. and speak to us. And we want those, you know, dramatic things. And listen, they still happen. God still uses people in those, those phenomenal ways and those dramatic ways. But oftentimes we miss just those small things. And when you are attentive to the details, then God can open you up and trust you with, you know, greater things and greater encounters like that. And what if you don't get those encounters? Will you be like, oh God, you know, you're not speaking to me? So I had to be just be still and just be faithful to small little mental pictures. And so I can be in prayer, and God will show me a picture of, you know, uh, the shape of Texas. And I didn't know, you know, why He showed me that, but He would give me just that small piece, and He'll yeah. show me the shape of of Texas, and I just start praying into it. And then when I start praying into it, God will give me more. He'll say, Houston, Houston you know, and then there's something he wants to reveal to me in Houston. And so, and this is a real, this is a real situation. And so when he was showing me Houston at that time, didn't realize that God was giving me a burden for Houston, Texas, because that's when the uh, hurricane hit. Wow. And that Mm -hmm. year. And so God would give us the ability to intercede and to pray, but he used visions to speak to me. He showed me the shape of Texas. And as I was like, wow, that, that looks like Texas. And it was, then as I was, Beginning to just press in even the more and to meditate and okay Lord what are you showing me? He said Houston Houston and so it started getting more detail and I think God would do that you know with us as we are faithful over a few things or we you know just through small things he, he reveals to us and He showed me and so that yeah. was like a mental picture but then you know then you also have the open eye visions and you have those external visions and then you have those things um even a, internal visions that God will show you in mm-hmm. your spirit. Yeah. Um, and then also, the Bible talks about in Acts chapter two, verse seventeen, in the last days, God will, you know, Christ spread all flesh, you know, and the sons and daughters will prophesy, and your young men will uh, see visions. So God will speak, do visions. So I wanted to kind of share that.
0: Oh, absolutely, man! I agree one hundred percent. And I just feel like people right now that are listening to this broadcast, and I feel from the Lord that people just doubt that they can hear from God. It's not that. They feel like they don't have the um, access or ability. It's like they believe that God speaks. They believe um, in everything that we're saying right now is being a reality, but they don't believe it's a reality for them. You know, all these thoughts that flood our brains like God speaks to everybody else. Yeah, God's speaking to Hakeem. God speaking to Michael. God's speaking the Bill Johnson and Heidi Baker and Pastor so-and-so, but God doesn't speak to me or I can't hear God's voice. It's these subtle lies that the enemy sows into our brains that we've nurtured that it allows us, you know, it puts up a barrier is pretty much what it does. And it just, it squelches our ability to really hear from God or discern his voice in our daily lives. And I just want to I just feel in my heart just kind of shifting gears into praying for the people who are listening. And I just want to uproot that lie in the mighty name of Jesus, that if you are a sheep, if you are a child of God, if you are a believer, you have the ability to hear the voice of God, to walk with him. It's not about an elite group of believers that operate in the fivefold or operate in the giftings I could hear from God. Every single sheep, every single believer hears from God, and we should learn not to follow the voice of a stranger. And so, Hakeem, I just, I feel this heavy on my heart, man, I would love for you to uh, pray for the people as we end the broadcast today.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Let me just pray. Father, I thank you for this time and season that you have bringing us uh, to. And Lord, we thank you for this season of divine intervention, a time of alignment. Father, that you are just clearing up the frequency that we have the ability to hear from heaven, that we have the ability to hear from Abba. And so, Father, I just decree and declare that those who are listening right now, that you will begin to call their ears to be open, to be sensitive to your mood, to be sensitive to your voice. And Father, I pray that you'll begin to activate on the inside of them, not only a desire and a drive, but Father the ability to believe and to know by faith, Father, that you want to speak to them personally, and Lord even as you did unto Samuel, Father be it to, unto those who are listening, that you will reveal yourself to them and that you'll make yourself clear each and every day, and Lord, that they will not limit you, or they will not box you into one or, or two ways, or even the lies that have been spoken, the miseries that have been spoken, that you don't speak today, but Father, we decree and de- Declared that this is a season that you are amplifying your voice and you're making yourself uh, uh, real to them and let them understand and to interpret and to come into a reality of the supernatural to know the language of God in this season Father that you are releasing visions you're releasing discernment and fresh revelation knowledge and and you're causing the Holy Spirit to quicken on the inside of them to realize that you are not just speaking this way but you're speaking to dreams and visions and impressions and Lord even those gut and even those bells and whistles and those red flags that goes off in their heart, that they will know that it is you speaking. It is you trying to warn them. It is you that becomes the GPS to say, go this way. Do not go that way. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that you are even even now speaking to them. We uncap them. We unlock the wells of revelation yes. and truth that you will begin to cause them to move in the prophetic, to even to walk, walk and operate in, a, in, in an ability to hear your voice, to speak speak and to know that you are even ever-present. Father, I pray that in this season that those who are listening, that they will not know you in two or three ways, but, Father, express yourself in 101 prophetic ways. Speak to them through music and through worship. Speak to them through prophets and prophetic ministers and evangelists and apostles and prophets and and, and teachers. Father, speak to them through friends and and reoccurring thoughts. Lord, speak to them in ways like never before, and, and Father, that you will increase their faith in this season that the Holy Spirit has been sent to be, to walk alongside them, to help them to be the consultant. Father, I pray in this season, Father, that even in their times of meditation, even in their times of, Father, of, of this being still before you, that, Lord, that you will begin to even speak to them their identity, that you will reveal clarity and their calling and their purpose, that you will fan into flames their gifts on the inside of them, and let them know that they are loved of you. And so, Father, Father, in this season, I pray that this is a time of advancement. This is a time of increase. This is a time of breakthrough. This is a time, Father, of miracles, signs, and wonders. Father, you even speak through signs and wonders. Lord, not only just cause them to be a sign and a wonder, but Lord, let them be, be, be a blessing, Father, to others that they will speak prophetically, that they'll be the voice of God to others, and Father, to edify, to, to exhort, and to comfort. So I thank you in this season, that in this hour, Father, that you are speaking and father we are listening and not only that we are listening by obedience we are now receiving the blessing that you desire to give us in jesus mighty name amen and amen
0: amen come on man come on so how could people connect to your ministry give us uh, your website and some other information about what you're doing
1: Sure, you can connect to me on my website at Collins Ministries.com. And then you also can find me on all the social media uh, media handles um, at Dr. Hakeem Collins on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can find me even on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> you know, and even with my books, you can go to Barnes & Noble's, you mm-hmm. can go to Amazon, ChristianBook.com. Anywhere Christian books are sold, you will be able to find this book, one hundred and one. Prophetic
0: Ways God Speaks. Awesome. Well, I highly recommend to my listeners right now that you grab a copy of his book, 101 Prophetic Ways God Speaks. Also, command your healing and um, heaven declares. And he's always pumping out fresh content. And so follow his ministry and you'll uh, be able to tap into more resources that Hakeem is always blessing people with. And so thank you much. Uh, Thank you so much, Hakeem, for joining me on the broadcast today, man. It's always a blessing to be with you.
1: Oh, it's an honor, Michael. Thank you so much, my
0: friend. You got it, my brother. So thank you so much for listening today to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get out to more people so they can be challenged and inspired and blessed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. I look forward to speaking with you next time on Awaken Podcast.